Hello and welcome to Leadership, the Future and Tea, a podcast hosted by Andy Davis featuring Ian Moffat, Deborah Hartung and Hitton Bat. A podcast for people who are passionate about making a difference at work. Right, welcome everybody. This is episode seven of Leadership, the Future and Tea. However, today we've got a special guest and our special guest today is Dixon Tang. Dixon, welcome my friend. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, Andy. Thank you. Hey, no problem. And uh, just so everybody knows, obviously, we've got our other regular on the uh, the call today. We've got Ian Moffat sat with me in the same room for a change in. So hello again, everybody. Yeah, it makes a change. So Dixon, I'm just going to do you a bit of an intro now because actually, and don't blush at this point, but I just want everybody to know, all the listeners to know that, that Dixon is a guy that I met. Uh, we connected on LinkedIn and we met up at Joe's Juice out in Singapore and we sat there and drank juice and we bonded and we exchanged your book and we talked about your book and everything. And, you know, Dixon is an all rounder. Dixon is a speaker, he's a consultant, he's a trainer, he's the author of fantastic book, Leadership for the Future of Work. And we're going to put that all in the show notes in a minute. OK, but. What I would ask all of you to do, if you get a few minutes, is go and have a look at Dixon's website. And the About Me section is really inspirational, and it's something that we've discussed. And I've asked Ian and the other guys on Leadership, the Future, and T, what are the three words that actually describe you? And Dixon is the man that gave this to me, okay? Dixon describes himself as an educator, future, and creativity. Dixon, how's that for an intro? Thank you so much. Uh, I haven't missed perfect. anything. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Honestly, Dixon, we're, we're delighted to have, have you with us and uh, we're delighted to, to get to work together. It's, uh, it's fantastic. But My pleasure. He, Dixon, Ian's going to start us off with the questions, OK? So I'm going to hand over to him for the first one. OK, Dixon, please. Dixon, it's brilliant to, to meet you electronically and, and I, I hope for better days where we can all get together and, and get to that juice bar again. So Definitely. Uh, I just wanted to start off, tell me a little bit about your background and that journey from the the young Dixon, so the author of the book and that educator and that futurologist, you know, and where you are today. What, what's your journey been? Okay, fantastic. Um, okay. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, this is Dixon Tang. I am joining you guys from Singapore. Uh, very happy to be here. A little bit about myself. Uh, personally, I grew up in Hong Kong, uh, but I migrated yep. to Singapore uh, many years ago, more than 10 years ago, and now I'm based here in Singapore. Yep. And um, professionally, my professional background, I was a management consultant uh, doing co- a business consulting work uh, yep. uh, in the corporate for 10 years. Um, and then after that, I realized uh, my true passion actually was with people. Right. So I am more like a people oriented person. Uh, I'm not an Excel spreadsheet guy. So that means <laughs> yeah, good, I, good I, I love interacting <laughs> with people right, rather than rather than editing data on Excel spreadsheets. So I move over to like leadership development, training facilitation, keynote speaking. And of course, I, along that route, um, yeah, yeah. I enjoy writing, I enjoy uh, speaking. So that's why now I'm doing it full time. Um, I, I, I work as a keynote speaker facilitator. Yeah. And of course, um, I also uh, published this book, uh, Leadership for Future Work, Nine Ways to Build Career Edge Over Robots with Human Creativity. And yeah, so that is a little bit about me. Yeah? No, that's wonderful. Have you got any um, speaking coming up over the next couple of months, uh, uh, Dixon, where people can go and consume uh, your thoughts and wisdom again? Uh, yeah, um, definitely. Um, so I think um, I will um, I will give you guys some more information at the show notes cool. and probably towards the end of this 
uh, this session. And uh, now, given this year is a special year, right, because of this COVID-19 and yeah. pandemic, right? So a lot of things uh, basically change, right? So I'm also doing a lot of like virtual speaking, virtual Fantastic. keynote. Um, Fantastic. So it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in the UK, US, uh, South yeah. Africa, I deliver something from Singapore. And that's exactly like what I'm doing yeah. right now, right? So exactly. it's really, really happy here. Exactly. And do you find that, how have you found that translation from, because I've done some speaking before with audiences and you get that intimacy, you get to kind of bounce off the energy. Yeah, and, feel, and feel the room. The feel the room, right? Yeah. So yeah. How, how have you found that transition to virtual, Dixon? Um, well, a um, couple of things. Um, num number one is uh, we need to... Um, Number one is like in terms of similarity, right? Is is it is similar? Both are similar. That means we need to make sure that we have like a solid content, um, solid uh, stories, uh, solid concept. Right? So I think that is a similarity. But in terms of the difference uh, between yep. like offline and virtual, uh, yes, offline there's a lot of like engagement. Immediately I can read the response, right? But virtual. Um, I can also read the response, but it often delayed it by two seconds. <laughs> so <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think that captures the essence between the um, yeah. offline and virtual uh, virtual event, right? So, um, but but yeah, I think uh, but that's I think that's the trend. So um, yeah, I'm very happy, and I'm going all into this like virtual virtual event. Yeah, definitely, Def definitely the future, and and that's where I want to just pick up and and again I get to spend hours with Ian, whether it's on phone calls or in cars or planes. So we talk about the future of work on a daily basis and, and all different aspects of it. But um, Dixon, come and tell us again what what what's your uh, belief about the future of work and and how do you think it's going to be about different from now? Okay. Um... Well, uh, before COVID-19, um, a lot of people talk about like a uh, future of work, right? I, I, I myself also talk about the future of work, future yeah. of HR. But I think right now uh, at this point of time, right, the future suddenly arrived <laughs> because yeah. of this. Uh, yeah, very pandemic. quickly. Okay. So now we are actually, we are good, right? We are living yeah. at the present, right? We are living at the moment, right? So um, now if you ask me how shall we embrace right the future or how shall we embrace right this like uh, post uh, pandemic um, sure. situation um, I would say um, the nature of work is changing right? the nature of workplace is changing uh, so that's why we also need to embrace some new mindset and also right. embrace some new skill set okay and for me um, I believe that creativity uh, having a creative mindset yeah and also develop your creative skills is super important right? um, in, the, in the coming few years. Right? So that's why uh, I'm an evangelist about this, like a creativity, about this creative yeah. human capital. That's that's really interesting. And I, 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 again, we've discussed about creativity. I'm passionate about creativity. I think it's one of the, the greatest things that you can really drive out in a business and uh, really support. And, yeah, we talk about culture quite a lot, don't yeah, we, and about absolutely. actually how do you create that culture? And actually part of having a great culture, I think, is having a great creativity movement yeah. within that culture. If you've got that, then it, it's kind of a, a, an underpinning block of, of, a, of a culture, a really positive moving forward culture. Um, and I noticed, you know, again, in, in the book, you've got a whole pile of tools there about creativity and about brainstorming. Uh, you've got scamper methodology. You've got all sorts, haven't you? But um, 
just in a nutshell, tell tell everybody about the three I model because I've mentioned this in a couple of posts. I've written a few book reviews of, of your book. Just in a nutshell, the three I model, uh, Dixon. Wet everybody's appetite so they can buy your book afterwards. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, when I was uh, writing the book, um, I was doing a lot of research. Um, different people have different points of view on sure. um, creativity. Different people uh, interpret creativity differently. Um, but um, as an author, right, it is my job. It's also my duty and it is also my honor right, to crystallize all this thing right into something yeah. very actionable right so uh, i developed a 3i model uh, uh in the book and basically if you would like to uh, help you and help your team to be more creative right sure. you can follow the 3i model i mentioned right the 3i model means number one uh, individual mindset yeah number two infrastructure number three ideas right so i call it the three i model individual mindset, infrastructure and ideas that's fantastic and um let's let everybody go and read the book after that to go and find out more but uh, we've just been sat there over a cup of tea this morning talking it through and uh, about what it means to us and where we sit in there so it's really interesting that that discussion that it can prompt and what's really interesting about about your book which is going to bring me on to the next bit is that you actually start off by saying did you know that your job's at risk Yes, as, as a human, that's the start. That's literally the first line of your book, isn't it? And can you again tell us what you mean by that, Dixon? What, where does that lead to? Well, um, nowadays, if you look at uh, technology development, right? Uh, typically, technology development is much faster than the people's mindset change. Right? Yep. That means, um, okay, uh, from a sociology perspective. Right. Uh, so we have something what we call a cultural lag. Right? That means technology is um, uh, going much faster right, than sure. people's catching up. Yeah. And of course, nowadays, with a lot of automation technology, robotization technology, a lot of jobs will be at risk, right? especially mm -hmm. those jobs who, uh, which is like programmable structured tasks right, will be easily yeah. automated. Then my point of view is... Um, in order for us to move up the job value chain or the career yep. value chain, we should aim for something um, in the higher end of the value chain, which is about creative and innovative output, right? So that's on the basis of this book. Wow, interesting. And my own view about, uh, about the automation piece on this one, Dixon, is about the fact that as we come out of post-COVID, that more people will be looking to de-risk more and more jobs within their job within their, their company whereas where before they might have been slow to adopt technology that provides that autonomous response actually in future it might be an increased requirement do you think that's a realistic thing that you're going to see more and more automation as people start to come back to work yes i think more and more automation will be in place right for two reasons number one is like for operational reason right so yeah uh, so with technology, uh, people can work from anywhere, basically. So once yeah. you once you enjoy right working from anywhere, right, you can't go back to the to the old cubicle, right? So that's yeah, exactly. number one. Right? Uh, that's reason number one. And reason number two is about uh, safety reason. Right? So a lot of um, a mm. lot of like a high end or high involvement human to human interaction types of thing, right? 
maybe going to technology, right, to yeah. reduce um, the human touch and the risk of uh, infection. Right? So, yes, yeah. technology will be heavily used, right, in this post. post Interesting. And, and again, we were just talking about um, chatbots, weren't we, and about yeah. bot platforms. Yes. And about what we can use those for and uh, we were just talking we, we went for a walk around at lunchtime around yeah, in the yeah. grounds where we work and ian do you want to just tell everybody what we were talking about the use of bots in future yeah i, I think it's 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 a kind of counterintuitive thing isn't it because um people think about this sort of technology before they've experienced it and there's this um sort of diverse polarized view right so either going to solve all the problems of the world or it's going to be uh, dystopic in, its, in how, how it plays out. And the reality is, if you actually look at a lot of the jobs that people perform, they're actually doing quite robotic, mm. transactional, low-value yep. jobs. And, and actually, this technology, if placed correctly, allows people to get on with much more uh, engaging, productive, stimulating work. Yeah. So uh, I think you said at the start, we, we, we've been thrown into the future already. COVID has forced us to actually experience what the future we thought might be like actually is right now, which is, it's a, it's a terrible situation, but it's also amazing that it's happened to the whole world at, yeah. at the same time. So I think we do have a, an opportunity that comes from this process. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I go with that. You know, one of the examples that we were talking about, Dixon, was about actually using bots to strip out all the transactional HR work. So the fact that, you know, we've got a bot that we can build out, we can build into it the 50 standard HR questions that an HR team get asked on a monthly basis. And then again, that whole transactional piece of people, I don't know, just changing somebody's address on a system, it can go away. So, uh, so yeah, I think, I think your book really, uh, really actually gets to the heart of a lot of that stuff. And, and again, in terms of that automation, if people are just a process, then it won't be there in the future. Exactly, and that's why I always like um, uh, encourage um, the business leaders, especially uh, HR leaders, right, to yeah. to take a look of all the tasks that um, that they are doing and see, right, if there are certain tasks that can be outsourced, correct, outsourced or automated uh, <clears throat> by technology, right. So your the example you gave just now right, about like the onboarding process, uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of like st standardized tasks, right. Um, yeah. If there's a technology or, or, or app or something, right, that can relieve right, the burden of the HR uh, people, right, so that it can free up their time, right, to do more strategic HR stuff, right, that would be fantastic. That, absolutely, and that's that's what gets me and Ian out of bed in the morning, right, to, to yeah. go and help people with the same challenge. So it's interesting. We're doing this. 8,000 miles apart. Um, so yeah, definitely the same agenda, let me assure you. And uh, one of the other things that you've talked about as well, and I've just been watching some of your videos this morning as well, which have been fantastic, by the way, um, is about the, the need for a leader to be open-minded. Yeah. And uh, we, we've just recorded a podcast a couple of weeks ago where I think we discussed that very thing. And you, you talk about collaboration, communication, and curiosity. And uh, and you would you were talking about that in the in the light of being a future leader's requirement. But going back to what we said, actually in light of COVID nineteen, is that now actually the basic? Is that now actually just that is the standing? Yeah, yeah. Whereas you you said that it was there before. Is it is that now actually where people need to be to begin with, Dixon? Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Uh, yes, I believe. Um, those are fundamental requirements uh, for 
any leader. Okay, it doesn't matter which industry you are. Correct. In, right? yeah, in yeah. Education, uh, manufacturing, logistic, it doesn't matter. But all these are fundamental. But I think with the COVID-19, uh, that actually um, opened up another dimension, right? Is the virtual side of thing, right? So in the past, maybe we talk about collaboration in the workplace, in the office, right? How yeah. you build a team, how you get everybody to collaborate right? in an actual environment. But now... Yeah. We open up another dimension. It's about like the virtual. Right? How can you get your team members to collaborate virtually using different uh, technology tools? Right. And the, at the same time, there's one more challenge. Is like how can you manage this hybrid, right? Offline, online team. Yeah, exactly. And how can you, okay? yeah. So I think this COVID nineteen uh, definitely adds some challenges to to the leaders. But it also uh, opened up some new opportunities for the le uh, for the leader. So if you are a leader, if you can leverage on this like COVID nineteen situation, um, upskills yourself, uh, learn how to manage like hybrid team, offline, sure. online. Um, you, you will have a bright future, I believe. Right. So th that means like if you change, you will have a bright future as a leader. If you don't no, change, absolutely. Sorry, guys. That is that's it. A lot of people we're talking to now, and it's obvious, but the um, it's driven that that need to to understand the emotional intelligence side, mm. uh, you know, understanding and getting the pulse of the yeah. of the employee base, understanding your communication style and its impact. I think it's really sort of accentuated those particular skills. Yeah, I... it's, it's so difficult to read that when you're not physically present. I think also for, uh, one of the challenges of the future is actually getting the right leaders because actually where we've recruited leaders in the past, probably those people aren't going to be the people in the future for the, for the, for the leadership positions. And actually there'll be many people that you've got to look at and say, well, actually in future we really need to change our recruitment of our leaders. Mm -hmm. And some of those uh, qualities that you're bringing out there, collaboration, communication, curiosity, uh, I think, again, that those actually now just become a basic. For me, the communication one, that, that you're right, Dixon, it's how you actually deal with that in, in different sort of spaces. And it requires different challenges in, in future. So, uh, so yeah, that, I think that's going to be an interesting one. If we sit here in 10 years' time and talk about what happened as a result of all this, I, I think there'll be some very different selection procedures going on for leaders of the future. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, and again, I'm, I'm going to talk about some entrepreneurship now, Ian. And, and again, this is one of our favourite subjects. Yeah. And, and I love I love your section about think like a startup, okay? Because this is something that, again, I, I preach on a daily basis, both internally and externally, uh, about think about possibility, not think about feasibility, and think yeah. about growth. Um, in terms of that status quo, you know, the status quo is something that we can't accept as where we need to be we need to be different than that and that's where you then get onto your exponential growth isn't it not incremental growth uh, and i love all of these dicks and that they're so they're so meaningful aren't they yeah, and and again going back to your application across different uh, sectors different leaders all of that whether it doesn't matter where your company is in terms of high growth low growth that is absolutely something to live by what do you reckon Ian? I think it's brilliant, Andy. I would love to get your views, Dixon, on um, it's an old concept. We were talking about this this morning. Yeah. And I can't remember whether Peter Senge kicked this off or who it was, the, the original provenance, but it's the idea of be a disruptor to your own business continually, working out how you could disrupt your own business because it's actually, in some ways, uh, it's a form of competitive advantage, right? That thought process of what, yeah. what will disrupt us and therefore 
if we applied this disruption, where would it take us as an organization and in, in the market and against our competitors? Yeah. Yep. Um, exactly. Um, I think one of the uh, dangerous moments right, in leadership is you feel complacent. Okay? Yeah. Once you feel complacent, that's dangerous. Now, to make things even more dangerous is you feel complacent, but you yourself don't know about it, right? That means. <laughs> so confident. I think I think I think uh, that's the that's the worst situation, right? So my 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 message is like don't be complacent. Um, always be alert of what's going on, right? Outside of your industry, outside of your industry, and uh, that's why I'm a strong advocate of like um, the leader need to go out and meet other people, meet other people from yeah. different industry, uh, learn from different people, learn different industries happening, and see if you can so-called borrow some of these ideas um, yeah. into um, into your um, into your business. Right? So I think. Uh, so that also draws back to one thing is about like your ability to network, right? do networking and uh, share information, build your network uh, community. And and I think uh, to a certain extent, right, uh, right afterward, right, try to try to get some beers with your friends, right? That would be better, right? Don't, after work, don't go straight home, right? Go to a pub <laughs> and meet your friends. Uh, so that you know what's going on in other industries. Just, so I think just a follow-up uh, question on that. That's a good strategy. Just a follow-up question on that. Um, have you had to purposefully create space to? Because um, what I love about networking often is is I'll sort sort of think about a few people that I definitely want to connect with, but it's almost like going to. Um, a marketplace almost you, you can meander you can browse you can meet people you can be disrupted by uh completely different mm. people that you wouldn't otherwise meet so in that virtualized world if you, have you had to come up with some strategies to to keep that as vibrant as possible well i think in terms of um the networking strategy right in this uh new normal um, yeah. so definitely nowadays we have a lot of different tools, right? You can connect with people, yeah. um, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook groups, um, Telegram group, uh, WhatsApp group, right? So I, th I think the infrastructure, the, um, the network is all already there, right? But I think that boils down to two things. Uh, number one is like uh, how active you are in terms of contributing uh, to those networks and at the same time receiving something from the network. Right? So that's about number one is about how active you are in terms yeah. of contributing to the dialogue. And yeah. and um, num number two is like how open-minded are you in terms of like receiving information from other industry. Right? So I, I, can, I can give you an example. Um, let's say you work in a law firm, right? you work in a law firm, right? you are a lawyer. Right? Yeah. Uh, and you need to manage the uh, the legal office, the law firm, and you you need to maybe look at like a better way to do the document management, right, for your for your legal files yeah. and all this. And then maybe you have a friend that right, work in the library, right? <laughs> your friend is a librarian, right? So one is librarian, one is a lawyer, right? You yep. may think that there's nothing connecting both, right? But actually, if you're open-minded, there's a lot of things you as a lawyer can learn from the librarian, right? So the librarian can share information with you on how 
can you categorize all this information yeah. right? how, how to do better information management and at the same time right the librarian will be able to tell you right how they actually shelf the book right using whatever document system or whatever right so 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 if you're open-minded right there's a lot of things you can learn right um so yeah definitely uh, this an example just sticking on networking there for a minute, um, Dixon, do you find that you struggle to convince leaders that they need to be responsible for their own networking? Well, I think some people, they are they are what, what we call the more extrovert. They're naturally yep. quite at ease right, in terms of networking. Uh, some uh, are a little bit, uh, a little bit shy. Um, but I always believe that, right, those introvert people, right, they all, they also have some good ideas, right? Cool. In their brain, yeah. in their mind. But somehow um, they need a platform, right, for them to share. Right? So if I'm the if I'm a leader and if I notice that right, some of my team members they are kind of like introvert, but they yep. have some good ideas, right? I will probably ask them for some input privately, right? Not in front of everyone and say, hey, John, uh, okay. what do you yeah, think about too. this? Or Mary, okay, yeah. can you give us two ideas? Right? That, that's just too intimidating right for those course, people who are so as a leader you need to flex your leadership style right if you notice someone yeah. uh, is introvert use one approach extrovert another approach okay so personalized approach as well to networking exactly fantastic fantastic so uh dixon not to uh, try and uh, span out your next book but uh what's the next challenges for leadership bearing in mind what's changed in the last few months biggest challenge for leadership at this point of time, yep. it's what I call hybrid. Right? How do you maintain hybrid between online, yep. offline, physical, virtual? Very good. Um, yeah, you need to strike a, <laughs> you need to strike, a, you need to strike a balance. So, I love uh, it. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And uh, it's interesting that uh, the CRPD recently came out and said that now 35% of millennials expect to have an element of remote working yeah. in the contract. Um, so, you know, there's, there's that kind of future leadership challenge as well coming around the corner, that it's not just about the COVID, it's about actually generational change. So um, so you've, you've kind of got levels of, of need for change on top of each other, which, uh, which then causes further challenge for leaders as well. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Dixon, in terms of uh, next next projects, uh, we, we've said that we're going to put some show notes at the bottom with maybe some opportunities for people to uh, catch up with you at some virtual events as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you've done recently? Any any other good virtual events that you just want to um, point people towards to listen to? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, um, yeah, uh, I can put that down on, on my show notes. Uh, um, um, Cool. You can um, get to know my happenings right through my website, right? DixonTang.me, right? So it's a D-I-C-K-S-O-N-T-A-N-G dot M-E. And yeah. also, right, I I have prepared some special gifts for your audience, right? So wow. they can download wow. some uh, resources right? so that yeah. they can they can learn more. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Thank you for that, Dixon. Um, and as we've said many times, uh, I have referenced uh, Dixon's book, um, which is a Leadership for the Future of Work, Nine Ways to Build Career Edge Over Robots with Human Creativity. Um, it's a fantastic read. Uh, I've, I've read it several times now. I'm very lucky uh, Dixon presented me with my own personal copy. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been great to read and great to learn from you, Dixon. And I hope that many more people uh, get the chance to do that both with your book virtually and maybe even just getting in direct contact with you okay uh, but yeah thank you thank you andy thank you so much
No problem. Dixon, thank you very much for your time. Ian, thanks for your time again. Really uh, meeting up with you as well, so thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's great great to catch up with you, Dixon. So uh, that's um, that's us just about at the end of uh, Leadership, the Future and Tease, uh, episode seven. Uh, we're delighted to have had Dixon on board and let me assure you that uh, Dixon will be back on to join us with something else in the future. So, uh, yeah, Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Andy. Uh, great to be here today. Thanks a lot, everybody. Take thanks care. Bye-bye. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. Please subscribe through Google Podcast to keep up to date with our future episodes. Bye for now.